The Women's Football Podcast, in partnership with Her Game 2. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Women's Football Podcast, in partnership with Her Game 2. I'm Annie Mills, and the Championship and National League once again took centre stage in full swing, and we're delighted to welcome back Dan Pentland from the FAWSLFT. Dan, the Championship kicked off on Saturday with a disappointing result from Reading, didn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I look at that on two two sides of the coin, really. I think Reading were down to 10 players and, you know, Trollscar got sent off early in the second half for something what happened off the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, nil-nil at home, they played, you know, what was it, about 41 minutes, something like that, plus injury time with 10 players against a good Charlton side. Um, so it was a good point for Reading. I thought they looked quite solid, actually, as well, defensively. I, I get the feeling that not many... Teams are going to score many goals past them this year, which is a positive for them. They just probably need a you know a bit more attacking shape and a few more attacking options. Um, you know, Charlton will be frustrated that they didn't get three points in that game. Um, they're still a little bit of a work in progress as well, but um, you know, they're, they're back home this week and I'm sure they'll they'll be up and running and raring to go for Watford on Sunday. You spoke recently about how impressive Southampton were. They made it two out of two on Sunday, didn't they? Yeah, we spoke about Sophia Faro as well, who got the goal last week, actually. I think I spoke to to Luke about it and, you know, we said, you know, what a great player she was. I think she she started the season last year injured, so we didn't see the best of her. But, um, you know, two and two for her, which is really good for, for her personally and for Southampton as well. Obviously, they've got two wins in two. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think she's going to be a player who'll really shine this year. Um, she's one of the best kind of what would you say, kind of first touch footballers that I've seen. Um, you know, she's got really good control of the ball. Obviously, she's getting goals now. She's playing week in, week out. Um, and Southampton do look like the team to beat, obviously the only team with with six points on the board. Um, you know, and they saw that one out yesterday. It wasn't an easy game from Blackburn, to be fair. Um, Blackburn beat Birmingham on opening day and, you know, they were still in that game right to the final whistle yesterday before, you know, conceding the, the second goal very late on. So, you know, Southampton, they, they will have tougher games as the season goes on, I'm sure. But, um, you know, it's, it's looking very, very good and, you know, they're, they're meeting expectations so far. Yeah, and Durham are just behind them in second and you were at the game this weekend, weren't you? I mean, it was a nails on nil-nil. <laughs> but it wasn't. Yeah, it was a nails on nil-nil. Um, I think there was very few chances in the game, real quality chances. Um Lewis, to be fair on them, obviously they had that really heavy defeat to Southampton on opening day. And, you know, the northeast, you know, but Maiden Castle isn't an easy place to go. But I felt like, you know, their young side grew into the game. They imposed themselves on the game. They, they made it very, very difficult to for, for Durham to go and play their game and kind of bully them. So, um, you know, Lewis looked like they were going to get a point and, you know, goal out of nothing about nine minutes from from time from Amy Andrews and you know, that, that moved the momentum into, you know, Durham's direction. And, you know, with Lewis trying to get back in the game, Durham were able to get a second one. But, yeah, I think Durham will be delighted with the start. You know, after a difficult season last year, four points on the board is a really good springboard for them. Um, but, you know, I, I think Lewis, they're a young side, but I think, you know, they showed very, very promising sides in the north, uh, signs in the northeast this weekend. Birmingham have lost two out of two. Does that surprise you? It does. It really does. Um, because, you know, they, they kept the core of their team last year from, from last season, which, you know, what were they? A couple of points short of promotion. And, you know, they, they seem to add to the group really, really well. You know, 
players like Ellie Mason, you know, Remy Allen, real quality footballers going in there. Um, you know, experienced heads as well. Um, so it is a, a real shock, really, that they, that, you know, the two games in and they're playing catch up as, as much as they are. Um, obviously, Blackburn played very well against them last week, and you know, I think this week against an inconsistent Palace side, you know, they, they got caught out and you know they, they've dropped points. So yeah, I'm really shocked. Um, you know, was it a bit of a hangover from last season? You know, that that's possibly a question that you can ask. But yeah, they, they need points on the board and they need to get up and running and start building a bit of momentum, momentum as soon as possible because, you know, they don't want to be too too far behind, particularly when you've got, you know, probably your, your title favourite in Southampton really shining as well. What else or who else has caught your eye in the Championship this week as well? I mean, London City are off the mark with, um, you know, a a star-studded team. Um, you know, I, th- I think they scored some good goals yesterday. Dan Carter off the mark for them and Boy Harker as well with a, a real rocket. Um, so, you know, that that was a good result. They showed a bit of grit and determination to get past Watford 3-2. Um, but shout out to, to Watford as well. Carly Johns, their forward, has scored two goals in two games. She only joined the club recently and I know that they've got real high hopes for her this season. So, you know, that they they might have discovered a bit of a gem there you know, and brought her into the elite game for the first time. Um, Sheffield United, Sunderland, I mean, you know, I know Mel Ray's side, Sunderland's side are always kind of resolute and committed and, and together. And what a performance that was to get a result against Sheffield United yesterday. You know, 1-0 at Bramall Lane, it's not, you know, they, they will, they'll have had a bit of momentum from that opening day when they, they scored that late equaliser at Charlton. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a fantastic result for Sunderland. And, you know, they're, They've come into it with their new hybrid model and, you know, they've got four points from two games. That's an excellent return from them. Um, so, yeah, definitely that's another one of the standout results of the weekend. Um, so, yeah, for action-packed in the championship and, you know, you can't predict anything. Anything could happen next weekend again. I was going to say as well, down in the National Leagues, that was also action-packed, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I think the North's going to be really good because, you know, you've got Forest firing on all cylinders. They went so close last year and, you know, I think they've got real support from the club again this year and, you know, they made an excellent start to the season. Um, You've obviously got that Newcastle project ongoing and, you know, they're off the mark in that league as well. Um, So, you know, that'll be really, really exciting in, in in the Northern Division. You know, clubs like Burnley as well in there, Derby. You know, Wolves, it's a really, really competitive league. And again, you're fighting for just that one title spot, which thankfully this year is a promotion spot. Um, in the Southern League, you've got your usual candidates, your Ipswiches, your, your Portsmouths, who are, you know, recorded big wins and they're going to go close this year. But, you know, what a job Lee Birch is doing at um, Rugby Borough as well. You know, that I think obviously they've had a change of identity completely. He's retained some of his players. He's brought some more you know, young players in and, you know, three wins out of three in League and Cup, that's a pretty good transition, really. Um, So, yeah, lots of excitement in both leagues and, you know, everything to play for. Dan, what fixtures can we look out for this weekend across the Championship and National League? Yeah, I think looking at the Championship, I think Crystal Palace-Durham is always an absolute battle. There's a little bit of um, history and... uh, yeah, you've got one physical team and another team who likes to play football. And I think there's been a few kind of clashes in recent seasons. You know, there's, there's certain beliefs about the way that certain play, teams play. So that'll be, you know, no love lost in that game, I'm sure. Um, I'm at Blackburn, Sheffield United. I think Blackburn's record at Ewood Park, but, you know, I think they're unbeaten in two or three games now. So that should be an interesting game. 
Um, London City and Reading, you know, two teams who, you know, Reading, they've obviously still got a lot of their Super League players and London City have invested quite well over the summer. Um, and the other one I'd shout out for is Southampton and Sunderland. You've got, you know, again, going back to your title favourites, Southampton in great form and Sunderland upsetting the apple cart a little bit. So, yeah, lots of real excitement coming up in the Championship. Moving on to the Champions League, that starts this week with the wacky round one draw. Arsenal will get their first chance to see Alessi Russo. Dan, it's an interesting draw for Arsenal and this weird Champions League draw, it seems kind of a bizarre way to sort it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the draw itself goes on for hours. <laughs> That's the first thing to look at. The draw, we've actually seen how Arsenal could potentially play, play in round one, literally goes on for ages. Like by the time, the time you're for have done all their video and promotion and all that sort of thing. You're like half an hour in and you think, right, what are we drawing? It's um, you know, it's it's crazy, but it it's it's crazy, but it works in a in a weird kind of way. You know, Arsenal will go in this week, they'll play a semi-final tie on Wednesday. I think the winners will then play a final at the weekend to see who goes through at the second round. There's only one place up for grabs and you know on the other side of the coin if they lose that game they've got the most pointless reason to stay in Sweden because they play a third place playoff for the sake of finishing third. So yeah, it's a bit a bit of a weird one. But um yeah, I think Arsenal's draw, it's not easy, I think, in terms of the teams they could have got. Um I think Link Up in's a you know the the top seed on the unseeded teams that they could have drawn. Um and then it looks like potentially if they get through a final against Paris FC who are a very, very solid and established team in the top flight of the French game. So you know it, it's Teams have had easier draws to get through, um, but that being said, I mean Arsenal have signed well during the summer, so you know you'd expect them to to really show their European credentials and and get out of that group. Yeah, are you looking forward to watching anyone in particular in the Champions League this year? Um, I think Chelsea's always an interesting one, just because we know that's the trophy that Emma Hayes hasn't got, and it's the one that she she would probably love more than anything else. It's the one that. You know, she's she's chasing and I don't think she'll give up until she gets that. Um, so Chelsea are always, you know, the, the one to look at. Obviously, there's been loads of goings on with the Spanish national team and, you know, that, that sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see how the Spanish clubs do this year. I think there's, you know, there's some other turmoil in Spain at the minute as well. Um, you know, so, you know, see how Barcelona do. I'm always interested to see how Madrid kick on. You know, obviously, I'm sure they'll want to rival Barcelona in the coming years. Um, and the Italian clubs, I think the Italian league's really coming on. So, you know, so it'd be really interesting to see. You know, we've seen Juventus put up a really good fight in recent seasons, you know, see what sides like that put up. Um, and obviously the French sides as well, um, you know, the Lyons and the, the PSG. So, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of the, the Women's Champions League, to be honest. I think, um, you know, it's one of the most progressive, I've, I've said it times and time and time again, but it's one of the most progressive competitions, I think, in in women's sport, you know, possibly collectively women's and men's, it's been absolutely fantastic since they brought this new format in. Um, you know, obviously everyone loves the last 16 all being played in big stadiums and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's exciting times and yeah, the the, the first round's a little bit of a, a weird format and a weird time of the year to play it. But yeah, I think it's going to be really, really exciting this year. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Dan. It's been lovely to chat to you again. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast via all good podcasting platforms and give us a follow on Twitter at TWFP1 and on Instagram, it's the Women's Football Podcast.
The Women's Football Podcast, in partnership with Her Game 2.